0: Our current parish of the week here at Mater Day Radio is one that is going to be very special to all of our listeners here in the Archdiocese of Portland, and that is St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. Joining me this morning is Jenna Slotnick, and she is the pastoral associate at St. Mary's Cathedral. Jenna, I'm so excited to have you with us, and to start us off, could you just share a little bit with all of our listeners about St. Mary's Cathedral? Yeah, of course. I'm so excited to be here. St. Mary's Cathedral is
1: an amazing parish because it's not only a cathedral parish, um, but it's also the cathedral of the entire archdiocese. So it belongs to all of the Catholics in the archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. So it kind of has this dual purpose. It's a cathedral parish. There's an amazing community there, but everyone who's a Catholic here, it's it's kind of their church. Right. Um, So it belongs to everyone. The cathedral is unique and special because it is the seat of the archbishop. So Archbishop Sample is um, leading the entire archdiocese, but the cathedral is where he celebrates the liturgy. He's the archbishop, but he's also a priest and he um, has a parish and and that's the Mm. cathedral. And so he celebrates masses for us and leads this community. And the physical cathedral chair is is here in this cathedral. Right. Um, That's where the term comes from. Cathedral comes from the cathedral. And so it's, it's a beautiful chair if you ever get to see it. Yeah, but it is special because it is, it is his church, um, kind of in a, a unique way. And Monsignor O'Connor is our rector at the Cathedral Parish. So he is the pastor who oversees the day-to-day affairs. And yeah, he is a wonderful pastor. So
0: I love that. Can you share just a little bit, what are some of the things that are happening at the Cathedral on a regular basis? I
1: mean, of course, there's the Sunday Masses, and that's always so beautiful to see everyone come in at 7.30, at 9, at 11 a.m., And to just be with the community, Um, that's always just such a great day to to rest in the Lord, to come together as a community. And we also, we're not doing it this Lent, but the past couple of months, we've been doing parish socials once a month. Oh, great. So we've had a cheesecake social, we've had a soup social. (gasps) So much fun just to get together with the community. It's always a hoot (laughs) to to just see people come together, bring food, share conversations. Um, But besides that, throughout the week, we have our daily masses 5 30 on monday and then 7 30 the rest of the week and thursdays are always really special too because we have adoration all day the Thursdays, oh, wonderful like, you know traditionally the day of the eucharist mm-hmm. so we have adoration from right after mass at 7 30 from 8 to 6 p.m oh wow so you can come in and adore the lord in the in the cathedral and at 6 p.m we have kind of this evening prayer benediction that we do as well which I I went for the first time actually a couple weeks ago okay, and it was so beautiful. I was just, I was just blown away by Monsignor was bringing the lay, the laity kind of into this ancient prayer of Mm -hmm. of the church, of course, and to just be able to stand and to sing and pray in the presence of the Lord, like right there was so beautiful. So encourage
0: anyone who's interested to to come and be a part of that. Wow. Um, So, so that's every Thursday, every Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And what Mm -hmm. a, what a great opportunity that not only is there that beautiful evening prayer, but it's for so long throughout the day. So if someone just is Mm. driving by, they can just stop in for a little while. That's wonderful. Yeah. Now, Jenna, I know that this past Wednesday actually was the 98th anniversary of the dedication of the cathedral. And on a typical year, uh, it would not fall on Ash Wednesday, but that's what ended up happening this year. (laughs) Um, So I know that this year, Ash Wednesday took precedence, but can you share a little bit about what usually happens on that anniversary of the dedication at the cathedral, right? Of course. So, what's
1: really special about the cathedral is that if you've ever been there, you probably have noticed there's there's candles lining the church, and it kind of looks like Stations of the Cross, but the Stations of the Cross are are, are next to it. But okay. these candles, they're they're dedication candles, so they're only lit two days a year. So one of those days is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, which is, you know, the patronal feast of the church at St. Mary's of the Immaculate Conception. And the, the second day is the dedication of the church. I had the privilege of, of being there this past December 8th, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, and just seeing them all lit. And it was mm. it was so wonderful. Um, it just, you know, warmed up the space and was bright. And the mass itself just felt so, so special. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, we weren't able to do that this year because Ash Wednesday takes precedence over the the dedication. But Normally on a, on a regular year, when that isn't the case, we would also light the candles. Okay. We would have, I believe, special intercessions in the mass, just like for the community and, and then a reception afterwards with the community, just, just to celebrate uh, everything that the cathedral is because we do so much and it, it is such a special church.
0: That's mm-hmm. wonderful. Well, mm-hmm. I'll have to try to come in in one of the future years. Yes, I mean, we'll have the hundredth yes. in just a couple of years, which is oh, very man. exciting. I'm so excited yeah, for that. That'll be great. Yeah. Now, some other exciting things happening at the cathedral. Some of our listeners may be aware that there are some big renovations happening. So can you tell us yes. a little bit about that and maybe give us a an update?
1: Yes. So this past January, really the beginning of this year, the cathedral is launching this project of renovating the the East wing, if you're looking North of the cathedral. So our parish offices, the the rectory, all of that is being um, renovated and built up into new offices for the pastoral center staff. So all the archdiocesan staff are going to come and we're going to come together mm-hmm. and, you know, with construction, there's always estimates of time how long right. that's going to take. We're looking at you know maybe 14 to 18 months. I've heard these okay. kind of numbers thrown out there, but for sure a year. Okay. Um, and so we actually moved our parish offices across the street. Oh wow! Um, so we had this big move in January, which you know the archdiocese was amazing. They they moved everything for us. They they had sent movers over, which was well, that's Really great for yeah. <laughs> did you have to move as much. So um, but so far it's been it's been great. And in addition to that, we're also renovating the interior in the next couple of months. Of the cathedral. Yeah, fixing up some things that need to be repainted. and Oh, wonderful. Um, and so exciting that we're actually going to be moving the tabernacle from that left side room mm-hmm. to the center of the church. And I, I feel like that's just going to completely change the way that mass is celebrated. And, and it's going to be really, really beautiful. That's going to be happening hopefully before for Easter and Holy Week so that we can enter into those celebrations with just the Lord at the center, which I think is going to be really, really
0: amazing. Oh, that's very exciting. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm excited to just hear more as those updates Mm -hmm. come along. I am speaking this morning with Jenna Slotnick. She's the pastoral associate at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception, which is our parish of the week. Jenna, I've really enjoyed our conversation, and I want to ask you some more, um, but we're coming up against our break. Could you stay with us into the next half hour? Absolutely. And we are back with Jenna Slotnick. She's the pastoral associate at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception, which is our parish of the week. Now, Jenna, can you share a little bit with our listeners? What does your role entail as pastoral associate? And how do you like working at the cathedral?
1: Yeah, well, it's been honestly such a blessing working at the cathedral. Earlier, as I I was kind of beginning this role last summer, Archbishop Samples celebrated the mass for the Assumption. And okay. something that he said in his homily really stuck with me that the Cathedral Church is Mary's church. It's mm-hmm. it's under her name, it's Saint Mary's Cathedral. And this is her church. Like whenever we come here, it's it's her house. And every day when I when I go and I'm walking around the cathedral doing different tasks, I just remember that and I just feel so blessed to be working in Mary's house. Oh, that's um, beautiful. Yeah, and I feel very close to our lady. But yes, it's it's an incredible gift to be there. And my role particularly, I basically am directly involved with anything relating to faith formation and the sacraments. So sacramental prep programs, coordinating and organizing First Communion and Confirmation and OCIA, which mm-hmm. some parishes still have RCIA. And it's just been such a blessing, especially with OCIA to, to walk with people who are um, seeking the Lord, asking a really important question: What is Catholicism? Do I have a place here? Sure. Um, and just getting to see their journeys—it's—it's it's been an absolute gift. And yeah, many other little things around the church.
0: Well, I am sure that this time of year especially is very busy for yes. you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, with uh, we just had Ash Wednesday and going into the Lenten season. Can you tell us what is happening at the cathedral during Lent and especially into Holy Week? this is my first full year here, but I I feel like this is just the most
1: exciting time to be (laughs) at the cathedral. So yeah, we had uh, Ash Wednesday mass and we have the rite of election actually this this coming Sunday for all of the, yeah, all of the people who are, who are coming into the church. So That's really exciting. That's everyone from the Archdiocese comes to the cathedral? Right. So there's kind of some satellite locations. So I I believe there's one in Springfield. So people who are closer to that area, just so you don't have to drive all the way (laughs) to (laughs) to Portland. But yeah, so we're having like three different rite of elections this this Sunday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very exciting. And so that's going to be really special, just presenting the catechumens and the candidates to Archbishop Sample. But yeah, besides that, we have Stations of the Cross every Friday. We have Soup Before, so Soup like a soup dinner provided for our Knights who are are so amazing. I just want to give a shout out to our our Knights of Columbus at the Cathedral. They're wonderful. So they make soup at six and then at 7 p.m. we go into the church and we pray stations. Okay. Yeah. So that's a Lenten devotion that, you know, many churches have, but I'm very excited for that. The the stations are actually really amazing. I was uh, curious recently about, you know, where did they come from? How did, how did they form? And it really, it really started with the Via Dolorosa in Jerusalem, that original path, that, Christ walked in his passion, and over the centuries, the first recorded instances kind of in the Byzantine area, so like okay. the 500s, 600s. You know, my my personal belief, and this is an opinion, maybe, but it would have made so much sense for the ver, from the very beginning for Christians to have been venerating that that mm-hmm. path. Like they would have seen where he walked. They would have right. known that place, and so from. Pentecost on, potentially, Christians were, were venerating this this place. And, and there's also a very beautiful devotion and idea that Mary was really the first one to walk the stations in her heart. I've heard mm. that also because, you know, she was the one who pondered all these things in her heart. Mm-hmm. And so after Jesus' passion, his resurrection, and she was walking with the early church, mm-hmm. that she was the one who was remembering the passion right. and kind of walking them in her heart and maybe even walk that path herself, Right. you know, after right. um, until she was assumed. but really how the stations kind of spread from people making a pilgrimage to the Holy Land and, and walking that physical route was the Franciscans. Okay. And yeah. So St. Francis of Assisi, he had this incredible devotion to the passion of our Lord. And of course, you know, he was the first recognized stigmatic. So he had this deep love for the passion of our Lord. And he, he was actually the one who he went to Jerusalem and the Holy Land while it was under the occupation of Muslim rule. So okay. there was the um, the ruler there and he, he tried to convert him. He, he went, he right, was a missionary. Right. Yeah. right. And, and you know, of course he was, he was intrigued by St. Francis. Like, what are you doing? Like, who are you? And he was actually granted the ability to be, to be there, to, to stay there. So there were Franciscans in the Holy Land kind of very early on. And eventually, and I believe this was Pope Clement the, the sixth he he gave a papal bull and said, okay, the Franciscans are now officially in charge of guarding the holy sites and oh, they're kind of in the Holy wow. Land. So when you go to the Holy Land today, like it's all kind of Franciscan run and they, okay. they're running these holy sites, like the Church of the Holy Sepulcher and, and all these things. So the Franciscans have been kind of part of it from the beginning, mm. which I think is just so fascinating. The Franciscans brought from the Holy Land this devotion to Europe, bringing this stations of the cross throughout different churches in Europe and Originally, it was just a Franciscan thing. So wherever the Franciscans okay. were, that was where they it was. The the right, they would be doing the Stations of the Cross. Right, they would be doing the Stations of the Cross, and they started putting them in churches. But then over time, like, it just kind of started spreading this devotion, and it became kind of a diocesan thing, not just mm-hmm. Franciscan, but just, like, the whole universal church. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really amazing to think that it just started with that one order, that subgroup within the Franciscans, and then right. it just kind of... Yeah. Spread throughout the whole world. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. I did not realize that. I I knew that they had some connection with the Holy Land. I've been to some of their um, Holy Land shrines, like the one in Washington, D.C. Right. Yeah. uh, Where they actually have. I've been there, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a replica in some ways of the site there at. In the Holy Land, but I did not realize that about the Stations of the Cross. Wow, that's amazing. This is a common devotion during Lent. um, Mm -hmm. So we encourage our listeners to pray the Stations of the Cross at your parish. Maybe go to the cathedral and pray the stations there throughout Lent. Now, Jenna, as we look ahead to Holy Week, uh, what's some encouragement you can share with all of our listeners who are? Part of our archdiocese and even those across the river as well. Yes, <laughs> um, what? How would you encourage our listeners to be part of the Holy Week liturgies and also maybe just to visit the cathedral in general? Right. I mean, I would encourage anyone to come visit it because not only is it just an
1: incredibly beautiful church, but the artwork and the and the stained glass and the and the music you know, during our liturgies on Sundays. It's, it just is incredible. It's breathtaking really, I I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I would not only encourage people to come and just experience that, but to really come and, and have it be a time where it's, you recognize, okay, I'm a, I'm part of a bigger church. It's not just me at my parish. Each parish is so important and so beautiful, but the cathedral is really this place where they kind of come together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've experienced this many times where I just feel this great unity with all, all of the, the Catholics in this archdiocese, down the valley in Eugene and Corvallis and Salem. And it's kind of like the heart of the archdiocese. So when you're there, you just feel this, this great unity. And you're also encouraged because mm-hmm. you're like, you know, there's so many different people all around and they're practicing their faith. And it's like, we're not alone, we're a body. We're in this together. I think it's, it's really powerful actually to do that. And Holy Week is, is a great time to do that because it's, it's the holiest week of the year. The, the liturgies are, are so beautiful and entering into the very mysteries of our, of our salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our Chrism Mass on Monday, March 25th. Okay, And that is always just such a joy to see. And that's kind of another moment where you do have the entire archdiocese coming together because all the priests come. We have a dinner for them beforehand and mm-hmm. then we have the chrism mass. And that's, that's so powerful. Last year it was, it was crazy. It was so packed. Like there were people lining the walls and wow. up the stairs of the choir loft. So many people are just there just oh like celebrating. With. What happens at the chrism mass? So the chrism mass is the mass, traditionally it was done on Holy Thursday. It's the celebration of priesthood. Okay. So when Jesus instituted the priesthood, but practically speaking for many parishes, they can't have priests come on Holy Thursday because they're celebrating their own Holy Thursday (laughs) celebrations. And so at least here in this archdiocese, and I think this is true many places, it's moved to earlier in Holy Week. Sure. And so we we traditionally have it on the Monday of Holy Week. And it's the celebration of of all of the priests in the archdiocese and this renewal of their priestly vows, Mm. which is so special to see. And also it's the mass where all of the holy oils are are consecrated and blessed by the archbishop. So all of the oils that are used in the sacraments. So in, in baptism, when you're anointed, in confirmation, the oil of the sick, the oil of the infirm, that's used in in that sacrament. Also, the oils that are used to anoint priests when they're ordained. Okay. Yeah. So all of those oils are 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 used and it. It's a it's an incredible operation that the cathedral. Um, yeah. I, I have the privilege of kind of overseeing it this year. And okay. Yeah. A lot of moving parts, <laughs> but it's it's really beautiful. The whole parish community comes together, like the knights with mm-hmm. making the dinner for the priests, and and then parishioners pouring the oils and mixing them, and oh, yeah, right. it's it's an incredible huge event that is pulled off it's it's very special to to be there and just this connectedness to yeah when sacraments are celebrated later at your parish these were the oils like Mm -hmm. this is where
0: it was consecrated Mm. Um, so it just connects everything together wow Mm -hmm. so that's so that's the monday of holy week right and then you're pretty busy the rest of the week as well (laughs) yeah yeah and
1: and of course there's all of the traditional holy week liturgies there's holy thursday the mass of the last supper good friday the, the veneration of the cross of course the Easter vigil when we receive catechumens and candidates into the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I believe this Easter Sunday we're we're having an Easter egg hunt in the oh, in exciting. the courtyard. Oh, yes. Great. Even amidst the construction. We're gonna we're gonna carve out a, a Easter egg hunt. Oh yeah. that's amazing. So,
0: <laughs> that's gonna be very fun. That's always a fun Easter tradition. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, wow. Well I encourage all of our listeners to see if you can plan maybe one of those days during Holy Week, you can make a a little pilgrimage to the cathedral. And um, if not during Holy Week, then maybe another time soon. Jenna, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, of course. It's my pleasure.